0: One, two, three,
1: four. Monster movie. Fun
0: time, go! Monster movie. Fun time, go. Monster
1: movie. Fun time, go! Monster, Monster movie. movie. Fun time, go! With Precious D and Honey bee. Fun time, go!
0: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, friends and neighbors, welcome to 31 days of horror Day number two. This is our second annual 31 days of horror. Thank you all for joining us. I am your host Precious D.
1: And I am your other host honeybee.
0: We'll have a lot of guests throughout the season. But today I have uh, my bestie Honeybee with me and we are discussing Resident Evil from 2002. This is the first of 6 movies.
1: Yes! Follow,
0: followed by a reboot. There's also a live action TV series and an animated TV series and two or three animated movies. I'm not sure how many.
1: Damn. And of course.
0: Of course it's all based on a series of video games that has about I don't know 14 video games. Including remakes. Sometimes they'll kind yeah. of remaster an old one for the new system so that it looks better.
1: Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. It's in color, 100 minutes, directed by Paul W. S. Anderson. The budget was 33 million and the box office was 103 million. The featured monsters are zombies and various mutated zombie like creatures, like dogs and just things (laughs) lickers
1: (laughs) dogs and things i have to tell you that um i didn't know this was a video game or when i first saw it or i had never played the video game maybe i knew but i had never played the video game or anything so Mm -hmm. i didn't really know anything about like what i should be looking for in this movie (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, what things that yeah. are from the video game and what things aren't. So maybe as right. we go through, you can, like, tell me what those things are.
0: Well, there's very little from the video game in this movie.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. I think we talked about this, how it was like yeah. a lot of people who played the games were kind of disappointed.
0: Yes, at the time. I think nobody cares anymore, but at the time, people were a little disappointed. Uh, folks, this is our second time recording
1: this Wah-wah. episode.
0: Because I may I made a mistake and downloaded the wrong audio. Before we get too far into it, though, I have a little bit of kaiju news.
1: Ooh, yay!
0: John Carpenter will be hosting a little monster marathon November third through the sixth. It says six p.m. to nine uh, six p.m. Pacific, nine p.m. Eastern, but it's on streaming stuff, so I assume you can stream it after the that time. I don't know. You can go Mm -hmm. to mastersofmonsters.com for more details, but it's going to be on digital channels. uh, Shout TV, Toku Shoutsu, Scream TV, and Shout Cult. Those are all, you know, part of the same company. Hell yeah. There's a Shout TV channel on Pluto or Tubi or both, so you might be able to watch it there. It's going to be Godzilla, Rodan, Ghidorah, the Three-Headed Monster and the war of the gargantuas. What? <laughs> yep. Those are the four movies they're no. showing. Now, <laughs> lists each of those on that day, so maybe you do have to tune in at that time to see it. it might be streaming live mm-hmm. and not afterwards.
1: That's such a random picking.
0: He might have chosen those himself as his favorites. Of course, those are Thank all on you. HBO Max right now anyway, <laughs> but it might be fun to I watch it at the same say, time.
1: Say yeah totally. I do want to say before we get too deep into this episode, because it's our second time, that the first time that we recorded this episode, I had notes, and this time, I am raw-dogging <laughs> it. <laughs> I have trucked a little bit in the last few weeks, and I do not have uh, notes, so we are just...
0: okay. So, uh, I assume John Carpenter, he's hosting those, so he'll probably be doing some commentary and stuff. So The other thing is there's a video game called Gigabash that is a monster fighting game. It's pretty new, and they have now made a deal with Toho to include Godzilla in the game. I'm not sure if any of the other Toho monsters are in it, but definitely Godzilla's in it. Uh, I have oh, not yeah. yet purchased the game. I have not played it yet. I haven't bought it yet. But you can get it on Steam or playstation 4 or 5 and probably on xbox 2 i don't remember and the third thing is that south korean movie that we keep talking about space monster wang magui is available for pre-order at srscinemastore.com that's srscinemastore.com they're only printing 2,000 copies of this thing on blu-ray and like 50 on vhs well, this company seems wow. to, it's, their their pattern seems to be they do a limited release on Blu-ray and or DVD, followed by a streaming release.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah.
0: And their stuff shows up on Pluto and Tubi and all of that stuff. So you'll uh, probably be able to watch it there a few months after it comes out. But it's a, just a pre-order now. The release date is not till like January of next year. But I pre-ordered three (laughs) copies. One for each of us and one to give away to you folks. We're still trying to do a Twitter giveaway. We need more followers. Honeybee, we had a huge boost in our listeners last week.
1: Ooh.
0: I hope some of them have returned. I don't know why I have a theory. The analytics say that 97% of those were on Samsung podcasts. Samsung has a thing called Samsung Free where you can watch things and listen to things. So I don't know if maybe we're featured on their launch page or something. Folks, if you are a new listener, if you're a new listener and you are listening on Samsung, send us a message.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Tell us how you found out about us. Uh, How did you get here? We want to (laughs) know. You can, uh, if you go to mmftg.link.bio, the link to all of our socials and our email and all of that is there. And you can even send us a voice message if you like. And now, let's get into this movie.
1: Honeybee, I love this
0: movie. I love this movie. I love this whole series of movies. I love Mila Jovovich. The director loves Mila Jovovich because he married her eventually.
1: Mm, mm, mm. And then just kept putting her in
0: movies. She is
1: incredible. Yeah, I love this.
0: I forgot to mention this last time, but her eyebrows in this movie... Are on fleek. I guess they are. They are perfection.
1: Ugh, she she really is perfection in these in these movies.
0: Some of the other movies, I'm like, her eyebrows don't look as good in this movie. So I don't I don't know who was doing her eyebrows in in this one, but I don't think it's the same person every time. Uh, yeah, that's, uh, I know it's a strange it's a strange thing to focus on, but I just really noticed it every time I, they were showing her face. I was like, wow.
1: Yeah, gosh. That
0: Shapes doing she, it for me.
1: She is incredible in every way, shape, and form in these movies. I just, I love her in everything she's done that I've seen her in. But, God, uh-huh. these movies are so good. I love these movies. They are some of my favorite sort of zombies, kind of zombies. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of my favorite for sure series. It's just so good. I actually didn't see it when it came out. And what was this, 2004? or two what was this 2002 2002 2002. yeah so i didn't actually see this until i want to say like maybe 2010 ish okay but so but yeah um so i didn't see them when they came out because i was a little bit too young but um to watch be watching scary zombie movies but i (laughs) freaking love them i did watch them as a teenager and me and my friends were like so into zombies we had like every zombie book you could have we were so obsessed with like the zombie apocalypse and we were like gonna be so prepared for it and these were some of our like favorite 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 movies oh they're so good
0: so by the time you saw it the third movie was coming out no fourth movie third sequel movie
1: when i first saw it we kind of did like a marathon like we watched like the first second and i know the third one I don't think the fourth one, if it was out, I didn't see it, but it was like we had a marathon and
0: afterlife came out in 2010.
1: Nice. Okay. Yeah. So maybe we like watch them all to go and watch afterlife or something.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: But, Oh, Uh, so good.
0: And we will be looking at Mila and her husband, Mr. Anderson at some point in the future when we get to monster hunter, because that's a, that counts as a kaiju movie. Nice. That's a little more recent. The last of these movies was 2016. And then this past year was the the reboot.
1: Mhm. Which I have not gotten to any of that yet, the reboot, I mean.
0: The two TV shows I mentioned are on Netflix.
1: Yeah, I'm so stoked to watch them. To watch the reboot.
0: Uh, let's see. So our cast obviously Mila Jovovich as Alice, MJ. although in, they don't say her name is Alice in this movie actually, but there is some Alice in Wonderland imagery. It's not till the second movie that she actually says, my name is Alice. Cause she has no memory. She doesn't even know what mm-hmm. her name is. Uh, yeah. Michelle Rodriguez.
1: Yeah. As Ray Compton <laughs> Love me some Michelle Rodriguez.
0: She's going to be in the new Dungeons and Dragons movie. We should go see that. Oh, hell yeah. Out. Eric Mabius as Matthew Matt Addison. James Purefoy as Spence Parks. Martin Cruz as Chad Kaplan. Colin Salmon as James One Shade. I love him. He's been a lot of stuff. He was in all the Pierce Brosnan Bond movies. Nice. And there was some brief mumbling about maybe he should be Bond when Pierce quit, but it
1: didn't happen. Didn't happen. No.
0: Ryan McCluskey as Mr. Gray. Oscar Pierce as Mr. Green indra ovey as ms black i just was looking her up she's my second favorite character in this movie that's the elevator woman
1: (laughs) i knew you were gonna say it was the elevator woman this is so funny to me (laughs) because she just has such a very small part and i think it's so funny that she's your second favorite
0: but it's very distinctive and (laughs) uh she's also very distinctive looking
1: there are no small parts, only small actors. Or she's been like in that. a lot
0: of stuff. She's she's been in a lot of stuff. She was in Fifth Element, which Mila's in.
1: What she was? Uh,
0: the small, small part. She's that stewardess that oh, Chris Tucker yeah. is uh, flirting with. Is how the internet described it.
1: <laughs> okay.
0: <laughs> so she's wearing a little bob, you know, unnaturally colored, uh, uh you know, wig. But it really mm-hmm. makes her, her freckles stand out. She's also in this mm-hmm. version of Othello from 1995 with Lawrence Fishburne Uh-oh. that I coincidentally recently bought on Voodoo, not realizing she was in it.
1: And you were like, oh, my God, it's Elevator Girl.
0: Yeah, no, I didn't. I was looking her up today to see what else she was in. I'm like, surely she's been. Uh-oh. Apparently, her name is uh, the character's Ella Fantane. But we only know that because of a novelization of a prequel. Oh, okay. Called Resident Evil Origins. I don't know why these people are called Mr. Ms. Black and Dr. Green and Stick. Nobody calls them that in the movie. There's a Mr. Mm-hmm. Green and, the, and then then Anna Bolt is Dr. Green. Joseph May is Dr. Blue. Robert Tannen is Dr. Brown. Heike mm-hmm. Macketch is Dr. Lisa Addison. Stephen Billington is Mr. White.
1: Lisa is Matt's sister, right?
0: Yes. That's why she has a name and not just a Reservoir Dogs color. Fiona (laughs) Glascott is Ms. Gold. Pasquale Alaradi is J.D. Salinas. Liz May Bryce is Olga Danilova, the medic. Michaela Dicker is the Red Queen. And Jason Isaacs as unnamed doctor slash narrator. We don't even see his full face, but he does have kind of distinctive eyes. He's just the doctor that comes in. Well, he does some narration, but he comes in at the end to grab them all. And I think he's meant to be the doctor that we see in the later films who will will be played by somebody else in those films. So let's get into this uh, summary that I got off of Wikipedia. Thank you, Wikipedia. Thank
1: you, Wikipedia.
0: Underneath Raccoon City, some of the people in these movies call it Raccoon,
1: raccoon, <laughs> raccoon,
0: raccoon city. ain't nobody Underneath like the,
1: me, but me. Yeah.
0: Underneath raccoon raccoon city exists a genetic research facility called the hive owned by the umbrella corporation. A thief steals the genetically engineered T virus and contaminates the hive with it.
1: I think it's important to say though, that the umbrella corporation is in charge of like medical supplies, weapons, and what else? What is it? What are they all? What are they in charge of? Oh, medical supplies? I,
0: I don't know. They do all kinds of shady it's shit. It's a
1: huge. Well, it's a huge, powerful corporation. And in the beginning, the yes. narrator basically says, like, the three things, the three big things that they are known for. It just really reminds me of any major corporation, like, like Google or some shit. Like, I don't know, uh, the, or Amazon. It would be Amazon, really. I pharmaceuticals. guess in today's age. Yeah, pharmaceut pharmaceuticals.
0: Health, That's their was, main like, thing,
1: medicine.
0: but. Yeah, their main thing's supposed to be pharmaceuticals, but they're also doing genetic engineering and bioweaponry Yeah, bio people weapon- don't know research. about, yeah,
1: the bioweaponry. Even people who work there don't know about, like, the bioweaponry and, like, all of the crazy-ass shit that they're doing. But it does say in the beginning of the movie, just, like, it kind of just sets the tone for how powerful this corporation mm. is. Like, yeah. right out the gate, we have this narration that's like, hey— Here's this corporation that really um, has its hand in everything around the entire world, and it's so powerful, and it just really sets that the tone for it. Okay, yeah. go ahead.
0: Oh, I meant to mention earlier um, the game is called Bioweaponry. Reminded me. The game was called Biohazard in Japan, which makes more sense. I don't know if the resident. So I was saying how the movie's not like the game. Mm-hmm. Most of the original game, you're a Starz agent. That's poking around this big mansion, solving puzzles, getting herbs to heal yourself with.
1: <laughs> getting herbs, yeah! Shout out. Smoke them if you got them.
0: If you mix the red herb and the green herb, it's stronger. And then occasionally a zombie will jump out at you and and kill you <laughs> if you don't shoot it fast enough. And there's zombie dogs and zombie birds. But in this movie, we see the mansion very briefly, and then we immediately go under the mansion, Uh, It's been a long time since i played the original game, but if you go under it, you only go under it very near the end after you've solved all the puzzles and unlocked everything. So I think the title Resident Evil had to do with the fact that it's a great big house, and this is the evil that is residing Residing. in the house. And then obviously as it opens up into the larger world, it makes less sense. And Whereas Biohazard is just, that's what the zombies are, they're a biohazard. So it's a more straightforward and open-ended name. Anyway, somebody steals this uh, T virus and then purposely breaks a vial of it and contaminates the hive. The Red Queen, the artificial intelligence program that runs the place, seals the hive and kills everyone inside, which was the right thing to do.
1: Absolutely. 100%.
0: It was the, the, right the fail safe that they built into the system for a reason, mm-hmm. and then they come in and override it. And I bet every one of those people signed a waiver,
1: Mm -hmm.
0: not that it would hold up in court, but they all had to know there was some kind of risk that you're going to get sealed in here and killed if anything goes wrong.
1: Well, a lot of people, it it said that a lot of people don't even know about some of these experiments. So even if they did sign a waiver, that's like, oh, maybe this thing could happen. I'm sure they still aren't like,
0: (laughs) well, everybody that's working in the secret underground facility though has to know there's something shady going on or at least dangerous. Alice awakens in the bathroom of a deserted mansion with amnesia. We get this close-up of Mila's eyeball as she wakes up.
1: Swoon. Mila's so hot.
0: I've said this before, but Mila, she was a model, not afraid to uh, show off her body. But... thank the Lord. In movies, when she's naked, it is often in a sort of vaguely unpleasant medical context. Rather than not that she doesn't have some sexy, sexy scenes in other movies, but in these movies and in Fifth Element, she's naked, but it's not trying to be sexy. It's just which makes it she's, so much better. She's passed out on the floor of the bathroom, and later on, she's in the hospital with all kinds of shit plugged into her. And in the future movies, she's like floating in a tank of stuff with stuff all hooked up to her, and it's
1: oh, yeah.
0: I just know, I'm just like, why does this keep happening to her? Why do they keep doing this to her in these movies? Ugh. Anyway, she gets up and puts on a very distinctive dress.
1: Hot. Hot. That
0: is, it's necessary to wear bicycle shorts with it. Okay. I don't get it. I like the dress uh, and the boots and the whole thing, but it is a very unusual and the design. Tape. And
1: the, sh- the the shape is so good. I think the shape of the dress with the shorts really just like gives her that like oh god it's just so badass
0: i'm just not clear if it was designed to be worn that way or if she put it on and went oh i i can't go out like this i better put some (laughs) bicycle shorts on (laughs) because it's a if you haven't seen it google it right now but it's a very iconic distinctive thing it's a red sleeveless sort of a cocktail dress, but it's asymmetrical and it's got a cut. It's not a slit up the side. It is cut diagonally across the front so oh, that so her
1: aerodynamic pro- <laughs> when she fights.
0: I, I guess. <laughs> so if she weren't wearing these bicycle shorts, her underwear would be showing or her whatever to everyone. So it's not, I don't know, but she pulls it off and she wears some boots with it and it looks really cool.
1: Oh, It's so badass. She looks so badass.
0: I stumbled on an article, Vogue maybe, saying that the you know twenty years later Resident Evil is still the most stylish zombie movies.
1: Yeah, I love that. And then
0: it, and then it went through her costumes in all of the movies, which we'll do as we get to them. Uh-huh. So she uh, she dresses and she checks the mansion and then gets tackled by some dude as a group of commandos led by James Shade breaks in. Alice's attacker is cuffed and then released when he claims to be Matt Addison, who just transferred as a cop in Raccoon Police Department. Alice and Matt are ordered to go down to the hive with the group, where they find another amnesiac Spence hidden in their train. The commandos explain that everyone in there's some kind of train that you have to go down this elevator to get to the hidden base, but there's also a train that leads out of it to elsewhere that becomes important later. The commandos explain that everyone in the group except Matt is an employee of the Umbrella Corporation, and Alice and her partner Spence were assigned to guard the hive's secret entrance under the mansion under the pretense of being married. And at one point, Alice takes off her ring and looks inside of it, and it is inscribed, Mm -hmm. Property of Umbrella Corporation.
1: Yeah, because the marriage is like fake, right? It's like a show or whatever.
0: I don't know why they felt the need to say, just to make sure you don't even think... About keeping this is doesn't belong to you. It's a prop that belongs to the company.
1: Just like your fake fucking marriage.
0: Yeah. Uh, at the Red Queen's chamber, a laser defense system kills Shade and three more commandos. So this is a very uh, iconic oh. scene as well.
1: Yeah, this is the most memorable scene probably in the probably in the whole series for me. There,
0: wow. There's a hallway. There's fluorescent lights built into the walls and the floor. And the ceiling, I think, of the whole hallway. And as they start walking down, it the door's shut, and a laser beam comes along the hallway. So somebody jumps over it. And then it comes at a different height, so they duck under it. And then two or three of them come, and they try to dodge it. And then the Red Queen eventually says, well, fuck it, and just puts up a grid that comes down the yeah. hallway that there's no no way to escape from.
1: Oh, gosh. It's so brutal.
0: It, it dices colin salmon and then the pieces of them just slide off of each other it's pretty brutal uh but they manage. somebody manages to turn it off before isn't it about to kill alice and they turn it off yeah uh, kaplan disables it kaplan yeah. disables it causing the power to fail and all the doors in the hive to open
1: well alice alice isn't in there yet she's she's still with oh, okay. kaplan yeah she's not in there yet
0: okay uh but this releases the zombified staff and containment units containing liquors creatures created through experimentation with the T virus humans are attacked by the horde. I have a death count of fifty three in this movie, but I'm not sure
1: nah, with all this
0: every yeah, I mean I mentioned the thing I was looking at it mentioned some specifics but it seems like they must have killed more zombies than that. Yeah, or for sure. Maybe maybe some are just implied. So, they're attacked by the horde, JD dies, Rain retreats with Kaplan and Spence and Matt becomes separated from Alice, who starts regaining her memories. Now, this is a problem I have with Paul W.S. Anderson in this movie uh, yes. I noticed it in this movie and in res- in uh, um what do you call it? Mortal Kombat. Mm -hmm. which he directed is that sometimes there'll be a scene that is not really connected with the scene before or the scene after. (laughs) So it's not really, it's not clear how Matt gets separated and what room he ends up in and where it is in relation to everybody else. And then Alice is in there with him and they're uh, finding some stuff and looking at some stuff.
1: Oh, and
0: he finds his, like, zombie sister? <laughs> yeah. He gets Yes, yes. He's looking for information on his sister and then finds her <laughs> zombified and Alice saves him. He explains that he and Lisa were environmental activists and Lisa infiltrated Umbrella to smuggle out evidence of the illegal experiments. And then Alice remembers that she was Lisa's contact in the hive, but she doesn't tell Matt that. But then, suddenly, they're we're back with the other people and they come running and banging on the door and they're being chased by zombies. But we don't see, but that scene is not connected to the scene that just happened. Mm -hmm. And as I said, we don't, there's, it's not really clear how they got to that other room
1: And it. Like, is it distracting for you? Like it bothers you.
0: Yeah. It bothers me that it's just a lack of cohesion that how did he get to that room? And why are they now suddenly running out of it? We didn't see those zombies attack. They're just suddenly, it seems like there's a scene missing. Like, mm-hmm. scenes were cut. I, I guess I just, like,
1: I just, like, don't, I don't, I don't notice it. Like, to me, I'm just, like, when I see them somewhere, like, often I just accept it. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> like, hell yeah. Okay.
0: <laughs> there's a scene in Mortal Kombat where one of the characters is walking in a grove. Mm-hmm. And, then he has, and then he has to fight somebody. But there's no explanation of why he left where everybody else was. Why is he in this grove? Where is the grove? Why did he go there? Is he trying to do something or is he just going for a walk? And then I don't think it resolves after the scene's over. I'm not sure it explains how he got back to where everybody, but you know, at one point he's with everybody else and then suddenly he's just strolling through this grove for no reason. And all I can figure is that it must be a setting from the game that they wanted to put a fight in.
1: Oh.
0: But I'm not sure if that's actually true or not because I don't, I don't really play that game much. So, there you go. Anyway, they reunite with the others and at the Red Queen's chamber, where the commandos explain that they have one hour before the hive traps them inside automatically.
1: You're all going to die down here.
0: Thank you. Alice and Kaplan activate the Red Queen to find an exit. To force her cooperation, they rig a remote shutdown. Before I mentioned that the Red Queen was right to shut down everything and kill everybody, so why are they going in... I don't understand why umbrellas sent these people in there. I mean obviously yeah. they want to find out what happened but but if this failsafe went off, then they should know what happened
1: mm-hmm. and there
0: should have been some data sent back to headquarters to say there was a contamination, and that's why we shut it down and If anybody yeah. is going to go in there, they should be in full bio protection biohazard gear. Mm-hmm. So the thing is, if they just left it alone, the world would not have ended. <laughs> <laughs>
1: But we wouldn't have a good movie.
0: Right. But If they had left it sealed up like they should have, then the zombies would be contained in there. Presumably, at some point, they would just fall apart from and entropy. Destroy
1: them since they're contained.
0: Yeah. But if they're not infecting any new people at some, and they're not taking in any energy by eating anything, then they're going to have to just fall apart at some point. hmm So, folks, should you find yourself in this situation- <laughs> Don't open! Don't open the door. Leave it sealed. Don't open it. You don't need to find mm-hmm. out the details. You just you need to you know, know the there was paperwork a breach. That's they you
1: signed. <laughs> yep.
0: <sighs> As they escape through maintenance tunnels, zombies ambush them and reanimate. A reanimated JD bites Rain before she shoots him dead.
1: Oh, Rain! They reach
0: safety, except Kaplan, who is bitten and separated from the group.
1: Well, Kaplan is this one Kaplan? Is this when Kaplan tries to have like his like hero moment where he's like go, go and he has like one bullet Probably. left? Probably. Like gonna kill. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. they
0: all had to climb up. They all had to climb up some stuff, some um, heating I- or some air conditioning uh, ducts that were hanging from the ceiling, and they were climbing up those and on uh, up things and onto those, and then part of it starts collapsing and uh the zombies look like these they're going to get him and he's going to use his last bullet on himself but then he doesn't
1: yeah he he chickens out and then which it's good because then he has his real hero moment later they're like
0: yeah alice remembers that an antivirus is in the lab but they find it missing spence and alice remember that spence was the thief who stole and purposely released the t virus they let us think that it might be alice for a little while
1: mhm she even thinks it might be her Cause she has like the amnesia and
0: shit. We don't see the face as thief at the beginning. And we do see her remembering that she was negotiating, getting something for the dead sister. Barissa. So we think maybe mm-hmm. she had done it. They remember Spence was the thief who stole and purposely released the T virus and hid the T virus and antivirus on the train. Uh, the, the gas that knocked them out at the beginning gave them amnesia, by the way. So Spence doesn't remember at first that that's where he put the, the virus. Spence turns against the others, but is bitten, bitten by a zombie, which he kills before trapping the survivors in the lab. Spence retrieves the antivirus, but is killed by a liquor set upon him by the Red Queen. The Red Queen offers to spare Alice and Matt if they kill Rain, who has been infected too long for the antivirus oh. to work reliably.
1: Man, I just like this moment when they're like looking at they're like looking at each other, like it's kind of a little bit before Rain gets a little sick. I'm just like. Man, you guys should make out. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Who, Mila and Rain?
1: Yeah. <laughs> Mila and Michelle? Jims, yeah. baby.
0: <laughs> uh, as the liquor attempts to reach them, a power outage occurs. The lab doors open to reveal that Kaplan shut down the Red Queen to open the door. The group heads to the train where Alice retrieves the antivirus and kills a reanimated Spence before escaping with the others. The train might be from the video game, or from one of the sequels. I think it's from number two. On the train, they inject Rain and Kaplan with the antivirus. The liquor, having hidden on the train, attacks them, clawing Matt and killing Kaplan. Alice subdues the liquor before Matt is attacked by a zombified Rain, antivirus having failed to cure her. He shoots Rain dead, and her head hits a button, (laughs) opening a door and dropping the liquor under the train, killing it. At the mansion, Matt's wound begins mutating. Before Alice can give him the antivirus, the mansion doors burst open and a group of Umbrella scientists seize them. They subdue Alice and take Matt away, revealing he is to be put in the Nemesis program, that is definitely from one of the sequel video games, and that the hive is to be reopened for an investigation into the incident. Alice awakens at the Raccoon City Hospital, strapped to an examination table and escapes outside to find Raccoon City deserted and in ruins. She retrieves a shotgun from an abandoned police car and continues through the streets. That is the end of part one.
1: man. This pan out, like, when she wakes up, and she, like, tears all the shit off of her, and then she, like, goes through, you know, and she's walking through, and (laughs) she's just in this, like, paper shirt thing, barefoot just i mean it's not even a
0: full hospital gown it's two pieces of paper like butcher paper with little clips on the side and a hole for her for her head
1: and it's crazy because you see like this pan out of the city and you know from you know the hive and everything going crazy in the hive and how fast everything happened all of these people turned into zombies Oh and now it's like pan out to the like the whole city. Man, these movies are so good. They each one to how they end, how they begin and end, how they set them up. The storyline, mm-hmm. I love it. So good. These movies are incredible. I have really really enjoyed reading What I really them like too. is how each
0: of them does something a little different. Moves things forward and goes to a different environment and a different mm-hmm. different situation. Yeah. Later in the season, we're I'll be talking with a yeah. friend of ours about Fright Night, and we had a little bit of a complaint that Fright Night Two is the kind of sequel that just redoes what the first one did. But Resident mm-hmm. Resident Evil does not do that. Yeah, and even in the last one, when they come back to the hive, it's not the same thing. You know, it it's dealing with it in a different sort of way, and we don't just walk through the hive again, replaying the game. <laughs>
1: right yeah it's so well done the story is so good uh the the acting like the i love like all of the people i feel like do a great job Mm. like it's just a great movie and there's a lot of uh jump scares in these movies you know like in each movie there's at least three or four where you're just (laughs) like oh shit you know i love that it's just so good um Man. One thing love. I should
0: point out that might be love. one of the things that people objected to. Mila's character of Alice is not at all from the video games.
1: Is not at all what?
0: From the video games. Oh, really? She's just a totally new... Yeah, she's not in the video games at all. And the thing is, uh the video games have a lot of characters with names and distinctive looks and things. You know, it's not the kind of thing where you're just playing some nameless person. Uh-oh. So... We will see those characters in some of the later movies, like uh Jill Va- Jill Valentine and mm-hmm. um what's her name? Allie Larder's character.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: Claire. Claire Redfield. Claire. Claire's brother.
1: Claire and <laughs> I'm like, her,
0: oh. her brother
1: Yeah, Claire.
0: Uh are in the video game. Jill Valentine's in the video game. Nice. So that might have been a complaint of like, who the hell is this? <laughs> Who's this Alice person?
1: I'm just like, how can you complain though? Because Alice is such a badass. I mean, here's the thing I said this when we did the episode the first time like, I don't really have video game knowledge, especially like right. shoot 'em up, beat 'em up, zombie video games. Like, my video game experience is like Buzzy the knowledge bug, the magic school bus explores the universe, <laughs> and like mario on nintendo 64 oh and Cruise in the world and like that's it and so i never got this far or never played mm-hmm. these kinds of games so it just doesn't it's like not my thing but i fucking love these movies i love alice the character i love mila uh, just uh, five stars five stars for me
0: i was gonna say i'm not complaining but i could see why they would say not why is mila in it but why isn't mila just playing jill or Claire, why didn't that? Why didn't they just call? Why didn't they just call uh, yeah. her the name of one of the characters from the video game? But I, I don't care.
1: Yeah, seriously, I don't think anybody else cared either when they saw those that saw that fucking. But interest. I get upset when they
0: fuck up my stuff, so I can understand. But I don't care.
1: Yeah, I did want to talk about the um dogs. Yeah. The dogs uh, in the movie, oh, man, that scene where she, like, straight drop kicks a dog in the face. <laughs> I'm like, ooh, yum. She's so hot. Like, just wow. <laughs> and also, um, I love that the dogs are in all the movies, you know? Uh-huh. Like, they really, there are certain things that I, I just like that they do in every movie. I love that they, like, goop the the uh, dogs up and they are just these scary, goopy dogs. Now, the
0: dogs are from the video game. And the yeah. birds that we'll see in one of the later movies, the there are, there are birds. Yeah. You know, you'll just be walking down the hallway in the house, thinking everything's fine, and then a bird will come crashing through the window and try to yeah. try to bite you. <clears throat> and uh,
1: yeah, something else uh, I wanted to talk about in this movie was the CGI of the liquor. Uh huh. Uh, I just remember watching this like in 2010 and being like oh man like so freaked out and so like and man it looks so crazy and i think it probably still looks great for the time but like looking at it now in comparison to like the cgi we have in like marvel movies and shit it's just so crazy how far we've come like wow it's insane it's really insane it's so cool (laughs) oh you know what? I had to tell you this. I watched for the first time the other day. This is so off-subject, by the way. <laughs> it's fine. Sorry for everyone I'm t- for throwing a monkey wrench in this. <laughs> Some of you are probably going to be like, what the hell? But I literally, for the first time ever, watched Back to the Future. <laughs> okay. And what made me think of it is I watched the second one, Back to the Future 2, and the CGI in it is just so different and so crazy. That's what made me think of this. And, like... Wow, they're really good what movies. Are they, but anyways, what are they, there's my what
0: do they CGI in in the second one?
1: Uh, the car, the flying oh, car. Okay.
0: Well, that should be pretty yeah. easy to do. It's easier to make yeah, I... inanimate objects look realistic than things like hair
1: or yeah, skin. Totally, totally.
0: I actually don't care for Back to the Future. <laughs> and it
1: you don't? and it's
0: one there's one thing in it
1: there's this one known. there's this
0: one element that just spoils it for me
1: oh my god it's the
0: it? photograph it's the fading in and out photograph
1: wait i haven't seen all don't i haven't seen the third no no it's yet, in the, so. it's in the
0: first movie is
1: that matter the photo it's oh, the, okay, okay, it's okay.
0: it's a photograph of oh
1: him. like in the newspaper and stuff you mean like the no newspaper he's got newspaper he's got it on like it the, he has it
0: on him it's a photograph of like him and his family. Or and some, his family. He, because he's jeopardizing the chances that he'll be born. The photograph starts yeah. fading in and out, depending on how, you know, whether he's getting hot or cold in in maintaining the timeline. Mm-hmm. And don't, you don't like Noah's that? stupid. It, he's either there or he's not. I don't care for this sort of if he's either fucked it up or he hasn't. And the photograph should either be... <laughs> gone and the whole timeline destroyed and therefore he disappears or it doesn't. And the reason it's in there, and this is explicitly stated by the director, not, not in these words is they believe the audience is stupid that we need this (laughs) visual cue. (laughs) We have to have this visual cue to let us know the danger of the situation. We can't figure it out ourselves and we can't keep track ourselves of how close he is to messing up or to succeeding. So we have to have this stupid-ass photograph fading in and out to tell us, because the director thinks we're dumb. So fuck you, (laughs) director, and fuck this movie. That's my thoughts on uh, Back to the Future. But there's also stuff in the movie that implies that all he's done is create an alternate timeline, and the original timeline still exists, in which case there wouldn't be a fading photograph anyway because all he's done is create an alternate timeline where he either is born or is not so there you go did you like
1: it well i am sorry for <laughs> um getting us on that side <laughs> i loved it yeah because most people are like 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 oh my god you haven't seen that what the hell <laughs> and i'm just like yeah i mean it was just a little tiny bit before my time just a little bit um and like i just, it was just happened before i was born so i just didn't see it and never was interested in it or whatever. And then I finally decided to give it a go. And I have only seen the first and second one, but okay. I really like them. Guess, guess what? What?
0: I don't like Ghostbusters either.
1: I, I, I don't really. I, I, can't, I can't. Okay, I've seen Ghostbusters, uh-huh. but I, I don't remember anything. Like, I was really young. And really, I I know, like, the song, and I know, like, the girl version came out or whatever, but I never watched it, and I'm sorry. I know I should have. No.
0: You should not. You should not. You should not watch it. No? Well, maybe just for your general film education, but I can't recommend it. I just saw a tweet today that was like Ghostbusters and Back to the Future and says, which do you like better? I'm like, I don't care for either of them. But if I had to pick, I guess I'd say Back (laughs) to the Future because at least... Uh, Marty is...
1: There's no pedophilia?
0: No, there's no pedophilia in either of them.
1: Oh, okay. Well, I don't know. I remember this one time you told me that there was like an, an inappropriate oh, relationship. Well, yeah. He
0: clusters. No, not relationship. But in the beginning, Bill Murray's character sabotages his own experiment in order to hit on a student. She's a college student. She's not a child, but she's...
1: Oh, okay. My bad. That's how rumors get started, you guys. He's a scientist
0: (laughs) at this and professor at this college and he's doing a psychic experiment and she's uh he's testing the boyfriend is supposed to be they're doing those Zenner cards with, you know, the stars and the wavy line and the circle and one person looks at it and the other Mm -hmm. one person looks at the card and the other person's supposed to try to read their mind to see what the card is. And this hot chick and her doofy boyfriend are doing it. The experiment is that when you get it wrong, he's going to give you a little electric shock. And the boyfriend is getting the cards correct, but he keeps shocking him anyway because he wants to hit on the girl. And he wants to just
1: Uh. punish
0: the guy for being with the hot chick that he wants to get with or, or something. So he's actually negatively reinforcing whenever the guy... Exi- successfully uses his psychic powers Which is just sabotaging his own experiment and it's for no good reason It's just because he wants to hit on this girl and that's the kind of character. He is throughout the movie and throughout the sequel He so at least Marty McFly is a much nicer person and isn't the sexist douchebag That Bill Murray is well, there which you he frequently is
1: I like my my mom I Ghostbuster Ghostbusters so much, and I know we've watched it so many times, and I even feel like if I started to watch it, I may remember it. Uh-huh. Like, you know what I mean? But I just really don't fucking remember
0: <laughs> it. <laughs> well, I won't comment any further on what might be causing your memory problems. Uh, folks, that's Resident Evil. You already said five stars, five pumpkins. Yeah, yeah.
1: five stars. I
0: also give it. Five I give it five pumpkins as well. Is it streaming anywhere? I have it all on Vudu.
1: I don't know. It might be on Netflix since they uh released the... Since
0: the series is on there? That's true. It, rebooting.
1: Might, be. it might be.
0: Yes, it is on Netflix. I believe they're all on Netflix. Oh Probably, I think the uh, animated ones are on there as well. Resident Evil Degeneration and Resident Evil Vendetta. So that will do it. For Resident Evil, we'll be back. We'll be hitting up all of this series during our 31 Days of Horror. So please, please join us throughout the month. We will conclude the whole thing with Halloween Ends, which will be in theaters and streaming on Peacock on October 15th. So that'll give everyone plenty of time to watch it before we get to it on Halloween. Also, I saw The Munsters and it sucked, Mm -hmm. so...
1: No way! Did it? I almost watched it last night, but I was too sleepy. It's on Netflix. I, I mean,
0: you might like it. I don't know.
1: I'm probably gonna love it because <laughs> I love Rob Zombie and Sherry. But it's not Zombie. at all.
0: It's not at all like his other movies. It's it is the monsters. He's trying to. Yeah, I know. He's trying to do the monsters. Uh, I, I won't. Uh, yeah.
1: <laughs> and you hated
0: it. It's just incoherent. Okay,
1: well, I'll watch. You it. You watch maybe it. Maybe I won't say we'll anymore. You it. just
0: watch it. Maybe we'll do a little side review of it in one of these episodes
1: yeah we should we should since it's like the 31 days we should do a little side sidebars okay. the monsters the new monsters <laughs> all right folks totally. that's
0: gonna wrap it up for us i have been precious d
1: and i have been honeybee and please don't forget guys um we're so glad you're here but if you're new here please tell us how you got here because yes. we really want to figure out like where our audience is and where you guys are coming from. And we absolutely love hearing from you. It's so great. Like and review and all of the things. And we, we love you guys. Thanks for, uh, thanks for listening.
0: We do until next time. Remember to keep calm and seek shelter in basements
1: and please don't misuse science.
0: We won't see you, but you will hear us next time on monster movie fun time. Go you've been listening to monster movie fun time go if you enjoyed the show please rate and review us on your podcasting platform of choice our theme song is by the texacado folk rock punk featuring lita lopez you can support the show find links to our social media and even leave us a voice message at anchor.fm slash mnftg